Section 16 of the Science History of the Universe, Volume 8. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Science History of the Universe, Volume 8. Edited by Francis Ralt Wheeler. Foundations of Mathematics, Part 2. The reader will have observed that the foregoing principles differ in respect to simplicity and obviousness. He must be reminded that they were not selected because they were simple or obvious, but because they were found to be expedient. It is their serviceability that recommends them. They shine in their agency and use. That the primitive propositions are true propositions, the reader may convince himself by means of a test now to be explained. The proposition P implies Q, means that Q is true or P is false, and nothing more. This consideration readily serves to justify the remarkable statement— in respect to material implication, every false proposition implies all propositions, and every true proposition is implied by every proposition. Let us now apply this proposition as a criterion to test the truth of one of the primitives, say 8. Suppose first that P, Q, R are all true. Then Q implies R is true, hence P implies and Q implies R is true, and hence 8 is true. Next, suppose P is false and Q and R true. Then P implies and Q implies R is true, and hence 8 is true. Again, suppose P true, Q false, and R true. Then P implies and Q implies R is true, and hence 8 is true. Once more, suppose P and Q true and R false. Then P implies P is true, Q implies R is false, and hence the joint assertion preceding the third dot is false. Hence 8 is true. A like result follows under all the other possible suppositions respecting the elements P, Q, and R, and in like manner for the remaining nine primitives. The conception of a science in a state of perfection requires that all other notions entering the structure of the propositional calculus be defined in terms of implication and truth, and that all the other propositions of that calculus be demonstrated as theorems by means of the above-given primitive propositions. Among such superstructural notions and theorems are the following cardinal ones. The logical product of two propositions, P and Q, is their joint assertion and is symbolized by P times Q, or simply by PQ. In terms of implication and truth, the definition is, if P implies P and Q implies Q, i.e. if P and Q are propositions, PQ signifies that R is true if P implies that Q implies R. The logical sum of P and Q is denoted by writing P plus Q. It is a proposition S implied by P and Q and implying every proposition that is implied by both P and by Q. The sum of P and Q is the same as the disjunction or alternation, P or Q. The negative, minus P, of a proposition P is defined to be such a proposition that, if R be any proposition whatever, minus P implies that P implies R. Two propositions are said to be equivalent when and only when each of them implies the other, that is, if P implies Q and Q implies P, then P equals Q, and conversely. The fact that the product of a proposition by the same proposition is equivalent to the proposition, PP equals P, is called the law of tautology for propositional multiplication, and for addition it is the fact that P plus P equals P. Cardinal among the theorems of the propositional calculus are the following. The product P times minus P of a proposition and its negative is false, the law of contradiction. The sum P plus minus P of a proposition and its negative is true, the law of excluded middle or third. The negative of the negative of a proposition is equivalent to the proposition, that is, minus minus P equals P. Such is the law of double negation. Logical multiplication of propositions is commutative, associative, and distributive, that is, P times Q equals Q times P, P times the quantity Q times R equals the quantity P times Q times R, and P times the quantity Q times R equals the quantity P times Q times the quantity P times R. The same three laws hold for logical summation of propositions. The calculus or logic of classes. This logic is characterized by three primitive or undefined ideas or notions, and by two primitive or undemonstrated propositions. 
The primitive ideas are 1. Propositional function, 2. The relation of an individual to a class containing it, 3. And the notion expressed by the phrase such that, or its equivalent in some other language. The notion 1 is denoted by such symbols as phi of x, psi of x, f of y, etc. It is familiar to everybody. Of it, Mr. Russell, Principles of Mathematics, Volume 1, page 19, says, We may explain, but not define, this notion as follows. Phi of x is a propositional function if, for every value of x, phi of x is a proposition determinate when x is given. Thus, x plus 2 equals 0 is a propositional function, for it yields a proposition, true or false, on replacing the variable x by any constant, as 1, 5, minus 2, Socrates, Wednesday, or love. Again, tangent of 45 degrees equals 1, tangent of 60 degrees equals 4 are propositions, while tangent of x equals 1, tangent of x equals x are propositional functions. Once more, x is a triangle is a propositional function, but John Jones is a triangle is a proposition. Primitive 2 is denoted by the letter epsilon, thus to say that the individual k belongs to a class A, we write k epsilon A. The important distinction between the relation denoted by epsilon and that of part to whole was first pointed out by Pino. To say that a class A is a part of or is included in a class B, we write A implies B, the symbol implies being that which in the logic of propositions denotes implies. Thus the syllogism A implies B and X epsilon A and implies and X epsilon B means the class A belongs as a part to the class B, the individual X belongs to the class A, therefore the individual X belongs to the class B. But if A, B, and X are all classes, the syllogism is A implies B and X implies A and implies and X implies B. The third primitive, such that, is denoted by the symbol such that, inverse of epsilon. Thus, to say the ensemble of x values that render the function phi of x a true proposition, or verify or satisfy it, we write x such that phi of x, which may be read the x's such that phi of x is true. The two primitive propositions of this calculus are as follows. 1. Phi of x is true when and only when x belongs to the ensemble of terms satisfying phi of x. 2. If phi of x and psi of x are equivalent propositions for all values of x, then the classes of x's such that phi of x is true is identical with the class of x's such that psi of x is true. These primitives may be stated symbolically as follows. 1. k epsilon the quantity x such that phi of x implies phi of k. 2. phi of x equals psi of x and implies x such that phi of x and equals x such that psi of x. The chief among defined ideas and proved propositions of class logic are the following. A class of terms is composed of the constants that satisfy a propositional function. A propositional function that is false for every value of the variable it defines is a null class. An individual x is identical with an individual y if and only if y belongs to every class that contains x, otherwise x and y are diverse. The class A is said to be included in the class B, and then we write A implies B, when and only when every proposition of the form x epsilon A implies for the same x that x epsilon B. The classes A and B are said to be identical if each includes the other. A class A is said to exist when and only when the logical sum of all propositions of the form x epsilon A is true. The logical product of two classes, A and B, is the class of terms x, such that the logical product of the two propositions x epsilon A, x epsilon B, is true. The logical sum of two classes, a and b, is the class of terms x, such that the logical sum of the two propositions, x epsilon a, x epsilon b, is true. The logical product of a class c of classes is the class of terms x, such that u epsilon c implies x epsilon u. The logical sum of a class c of classes is the class of terms x, such that if u epsilon c implies u epsilon k for all u's, then x epsilon k for all k's. When, as often happens, it is necessary to distinguish formally between a singular class, one having but one term, and its term, it is customary to place the Greek letter zeta before the symbol for the class. Thus, if A be a singular class, zeta A is its term. 
Also, the inverse iota of the Greek letter, if placed before the symbol for a term, gives a symbol for the singular class having that term for sole term. Thus, if x be a term, iota x denotes the corresponding singular class. The laws of tautology for class multiplication and summation are the fact that the logical product of a class by the class is the same class, and the sum of a class and the class is again just the class. If we write x minus epsilon a for the negative of x epsilon a, then the negative minus a of the class a is defined by minus a and equals and x epsilon the quantity x minus epsilon a. That is, the class minus a is the class of terms x, such that x is in a is false. The negative of the negative of a class is this class minus minus a equals a, the law of double negation for classes. The laws of commutation, association, and distribution are valid for the logical multiplication and addition of classes. Thus, if a, b, c be classes, then a, b equals b, a, a plus b equals b plus a, a times the quantity b, c equals the quantity a, b times c, a plus the quantity b plus c equals the quantity a plus b plus c, a times the quantity b plus c equals a, b plus a, c, a plus the quantity b plus c equals the quantity a plus b plus the quantity a plus c. The foregoing class logic definitions in terms of ideas in the propositional logic serve to exhibit the close connection and interpenetration of the two logics. Their parallelism, too, is striking. Thus to the propositional syllogism, p implies q and q implies r implies p implies r corresponds to the class syllogism. If a is included in b and b in c, then a is included in c. The parallelism is not, however, thoroughgoing and may not be incautiously employed. For example, if p, q, and r denote propositions, and if a, b, c denote classes, then we have p, q implies r equals p, c, r plus implies q implies r, but not a, b implies c equals a implies c plus b implies c. The calculus or logic of relations. We come now to the latest, in point of development, the subtlest, profoundest, and, for mathematics, the most significant division of modern logistic. Founded by Charles S. Pierce upon the extensional view of relations, the view that a relation consists of the class of couples between which it subsists, elaborated and expounded on the same view by Schroeder, algebra or logic, the calculus of relations was then refounded by Bertrand Russell in 1900 upon the intentional view of relations, and by him dressed in the garb of a slightly modified Peano symbolism. It is this last theory, mainly due to Mr. Russell, of which the following account is a sketch. This logic is characterized by two primitive ideas and eleven primitive propositions. The primitive ideas are, one, the notion of relation, symbolized by R in written rel, two, the notion of identity, denoted by the symbol prime. The primitive propositions are as follows. One, R being a relation, X, R, Y, means for all X's and Y's that X has the relation R to Y. Two, given any R, there is a relation R prime, called the converse of R, such that X, R prime, Y is equivalent to Y, R, X. 3. If x and y be any two definite terms, there is a relation that x has to y and that does not subsist between any other couple of terms. 4. If k be a class of relations, the logical sum of the relations of k is a relation, whereby logical sum is meant the class of relations r such that, if an r relates an x to a y, there is in k a relation r prime relating that x to that y, and that, if an r prime of k relates an x to a y, that x is related to that y by an r. 5. If k be a class of relations, the logical product of the relations of the class is a relation, whereby this product is meant the class of relations r, such that if an r relate an x to a y, then each relation r prime of k relates that x to that y, and that, if an x be related to a y by each r prime of k, that x is related to that y by one of the r's. 6. If any term x is related to a term y by relation r sub 1, and if y is related to z by r sub 2, x is related to z by a relation r sub 1 r sub 2, called the relative product of r sub 1 and r sub 2. 7. The negative, minus r, of a relation r is a relation where minus r means the proposition x minus ry is equivalent to the proposition x is not related to y by r. 8. The symbol blank, as employed in the class logic, is or expresses a relation. 9. Identity, the primitive notion, is a relation.
10. Any term x is identical with that term x. 11. Identity implies identity. If we denote the assertion that a thing exists by writing before its symbol the symbol inverse e, inverse of the letter e, denote the logical sum and product of a class k of relations respectively by the symbols plus prime k and times prime k, and denote by inverse delta the class of terms that may stand before an r, i.e. its domain, and by inverse delta the codomain or class of terms that may come after an r, then the foregoing primitive propositions may be written in symbolic form as follows. 1. R epsilon rel and implies x r y and equals and x has the relation r to y. 2. R epsilon rel and implies inverse e rel times r prime such that the quantity x r prime y and equals and y r x. 3. Inverse e rel times r inverse small e the quantity inverse delta equals iota x and inverse delta equals iota y. 4. Plus prime k e rel. 5. Times prime k e rel. 6. R sub 1, R sub 2, E rel. 7. Minus R, E rel. 8. Epsilon, Epsilon rel. 9. I prime, E rel. 10. X, E rel. 11. I prime implies I prime. It will be observed that a relation has sense, that is, X, R, Y means to assert that R relates the antecedent X to the consequent Y and not Y to X. The class of the antecedents is the domain of the relation, that of the consequence is the codomain, and the logical sum of the domain and the codomain is the field of the relation. Relations admit of important classifications. Thus, a relation R is uniform if each of its antecedents has the relation to one and but one of the consequence. A relation R is biuniform if R is uniform and its converse not R is also uniform. R is symmetric if X R Y implies Y R X. It is non-symmetric if x r y and y r x are both true for some but not all pairs of values of x and y, and asymmetric if, when x r y is true, y r x is false. r is transitive if the logical product of x r y and y r z implies x r z, non-transitive if the three statements are true for some but not all triplets of values of x y z, and intransitive if x r z is false when x r y and x r z are both true. Thus, the relation of equality is both symmetric and transitive. The relations greater than and less than are transitive but asymmetric. The relation implies is non-symmetric but transitive, and the relation epsilon is asymmetric and non-transitive. A relation R is reflexive if, like equivalence, for example, it holds between an X and that X. The relation R is included in the relation R prime if X R Y implies X R prime Y for all values of X and Y, and R and R prime are equivalent if each includes the other. Among the theorems that enter the logic of relations of the two following ones, which are converses of one another, are specially noteworthy. 1. The relative product of relation and the converse relation is a symmetric and transitive relation. 2. Every relation that is symmetric and transitive is equivalent to the relative product of a uniform relation and the converse relation. The last states the principle of the so-called definition by abstraction. The thesis justified. A sketch of modern logic having been premised, the above stated thesis regarding the connection of mathematics with symbolic logic remains now to be justified by taking up serially the ideas upon which the chief divisions of mathematics have been built up, and presenting them in terms of the primitives, above given, of logic. Conceiving mathematics as falling into analysis and geometry, we may begin with the former, though in this connection some ideas, as that of order, belong as well to geometry as to analysis. The reader should note that all definitions are given directly or indirectly in terms of the above given logical ideas. The Cardinal Theory of Cardinals the cardinal numbers may be defined either with or without the use of the notion of order, giving rise to two theories of the cardinal numbers, namely the cardinal and the ordinal. It will be instructive to present the cardinal theory first. Two classes, A and B, are said to have the same cardinal number when there is a biuniform relation whose domain includes A and such that the class of consequence of the terms of A is identical with B. It follows that two null classes have the same number. This is called zero and denoted by the symbol zero. Plainly, too, two singular classes have the same number. It is called 1 and denoted by the symbol 1. 
it is to be noted that we have defined sameness of number of two classes but have not yet defined number of a given class two classes having the same number are said to be equivalent now equivalence is a reflexive transitive and symmetric relation so that a class a being given there is a class of classes each equivalent to a and to any other class in the class of classes the number of the class a is defined to be the class of classes each equivalent to a two classes without a common term are said to be disjoint if a and b are two disjoint classes and if alpha and beta are their cardinal numbers then the arithmetic sum of alpha and beta is the cardinal number gamma of the logical sum of a and b the commutativity alpha plus beta equals beta plus alpha of arithmetic addition is evident in the fact that the notion of order does not enter the definition of such addition arithmetic multiplication of cardinals is definable as follows let k be a class of disjoint classes of which none is the null class the class of classes formed by taking to compose a class one and but one term of each of the classes k is named the multiplicative class of the classes k the cardinal number of this multiplicative class is named product of the cardinal numbers of the classes k the notion of order being absent the validity of the commutative law alpha beta equals beta alpha is obvious and the laws of distribution and association are readily shown to be valid it is noteworthy that in the foregoing there enters no distinction of finite and infinite class or number and that the theory is applicable therefore alike to finite and to infinite cardinals a class is said to be infinite or finite according as it contains or does not contain a part or subclass such that a biuniform relation a one-to-one -one correspondence subsists or does not subsist between the terms of the class the whole and the subclass the part and the number of a class is said to be infinite or finite according as the class is infinite or finite the ordinal theory of cardinals this begins by joining the foregoing definitions of zero zero and one one the two definitions one the successor of a cardinal n is the cardinal n plus one the arithmetic sum already defined in logical terms of n and one two n is the class of cardinals that belong to every class c that contains both zero and the successor of every cardinal that it contains this last definition states the principle of mathematical induction it readily admits of proof that n is an infinite class but that all the cardinals in n are finite so that unlike the cardinal theory the ordinal theory of cardinals applies only to finite cardinals it is not difficult to establish the propositions that zero is an n that if a is an n the successor of a is an n that if a is an n the successor of a is not zero that if the successor of a is identical with the successor of b a and b are themselves identical and without using other than logical primitives to erect the entire arithmetic of the finite integers the notion of order the definition of this exceedingly important notion is a notable achievement of recent investigation whatever order is it was noticed that it might be linear any two of the terms of the ordered class being the one before the other after with or without a term between the class so ordered being called an open series or it might be circular of which a term cannot be said to be before or after another but of which we are enabled to say merely that a pair of terms a b is separated by a pair c d if the four terms are arranged thus a c b d a or a d b c a a class thus ordered being described as a closed series the sense of the disposition a b is disregarded so that a b and b a are the same accordingly a triplet of terms is essential to linear order thus a b c or c b a differs from a c b or b c a and enables us to say that one of the terms is between the other two similarly disregarding sense three terms cannot be in circular order for a b c a is then the same as a c b a hence four terms are the element in case of circular order what order is has been ascertained by inductive study of the various relations that generate order these which reduce apparently to six distinct varieties cannot be here presented it is found however that any order no matter by what relation it is generated is generable by a transitive asymmetric relation that is to say if we have any ordered class of terms the order whatever it may be is regardable as being set up by some asymmetrical transitive relation r such that x and y being two terms of the class x r y or else y r x is true but one of them is false that r being transitive the logical product of x r y and y r z implies x r z 
that the conversive R is also transitive and asymmetric, and that, given any term x of the class, the remaining terms fall into two classes y and z such that x are y and z are x, and thus, of any three terms x, y, z of the class, one of them, as y, is between the other two, i.e. x are y and y are z, or z are y and y are x. A simple example is that of the class n of finite cardinals ordered by the relation greater than. Another example is that of the class of points on a line of unit length extending from 0 to 1, the points 0 and 1 being both included, the points being taken in their so-called natural order of increasing distance from 0. The order may be regarded as established by the asymmetric transitive relation farther from 0. End of 16